Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Veronica Lopez-Karam about her wedding at Walt Disney World with a ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion and a reception at the Napa and Sonoma Rooms at California Grill and then a dessert party at Mexico Vista in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose all these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Veronica. Hi, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. I've been following you and your guidebook since 2019 when I first got engaged, and you've been so helpful, and I'm honored to be here on the podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. So I've always been a Disney girl. Like I grew up watching all of the classic Disney movies. I then came upon the Disney fairy tales wedding on Disney Plus, And my now husband was around and said, oh, like jokingly said, we should get married in Disney. And my face just lit up and I said, are you serious? And he's like, well, not really, but... And then I said, you know what? I started doing immediate research. And that's when I found your book. I found the Diz Brides group on Facebook. And the rest is pretty much history. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? So our friends and family were super excited. Most of our friends had never actually been to Disney. So they were all pretty excited to be able to attend and see what Disney is all about. Oh, great. Okay. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we were originally scheduled to have gotten married back in 2020, Mm. but then COVID happened. (laughs) So back in 2020, we actually had about 120 guests that we had sent original save the dates to. Then fast forward to 2021, we were scheduled for December 10th, but there were still COVID restrictions in place at Disney with a maximum of 50 guests. So that's when we started to say, okay, you know, we're going to have to cut down the list. And then that's when I also decided to change venues. We were originally going to host our reception at one of the Grand Floridian ballrooms. But once I did more research on venues, I came across California Grill. And the food ratings were excellent. It had a great view. So that's when we decided to change venues. And now With Napa, we were told it only holds 50 people max plus Mark and I. And now that we were planning for 2022, we decided to rent both the Napa and Sonoma rooms so that we could host our 74 guests that attended. I believe we invited 90 in total. Did you set up a room block for them? We did. We set up room blocks. We chose the Grand Floridian so I could use the two free nights to get ready in there. 
We chose Port Orleans for location and easy access to Disney Springs. And we chose the All-Stars movie for value, also a great option for families. Oh, wonderful. Okay. How did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? So day of week didn't really matter to us, although we did decide not to go with a Saturday because I know it has higher minimums. We love the idea of starting our December married and so decided to go with December 1st, which was a Thursday. And then we chose the ceremony to begin at 2.30. We thought that would give us um, enough time for us to enjoy our whole day without being too rushed. Oh, great. Okay, got it. So you talked a bit about how you chose Napa and Sonoma. Can you talk about how you chose the wedding pavilion for your ceremony and Mexico Vista for your dessert party? Yeah, of course. So ceremony venue was probably one of the easiest decisions. We actually kept going back and forth between the midnight ceremony at Magic Kingdom or the day ceremony at Wedding Pavilion. Disney kind of made that decision easier for us as we were told that They weren't accepting any December dates for Magic Kingdom. So we went ahead with the Wedding Pavilion. And honestly, I'm so happy we did because it's just such a beautiful venue. And it doesn't even need any decor. Like, it's beautiful on its own. And then Mexico Pavilion, uh, we chose. It's my favorite pavilion at Epcot. And the views, I feel like, are one of the best there as you're pretty much centered to view the fireworks. Right. Yeah, that place has a great view. Yeah. And I feel like not too many people know about that location. (laughs) Yeah, I think part of it is that it has a very high minimum guest count, but I have seen them allow smaller groups to use it. So, you know, anybody who's interested should definitely ask. Exactly. And I think we were told it was okay because we had originally been scheduled for 2021 when there was still that minimum number of 50. And then they just honored it for this year, which was great. But I think it's worth asking for because sometimes they they let you anyways, even though you're short on numbers. Right, right. And then when you were using Napa and Sonoma for the reception with a large group, can you talk a little bit about how that worked? I know sometimes couples are anxious about this because they don't want to split their group up among the two rooms, even though they're right across the hall from each other. Exactly. So this was one of our main stressors, especially for me. I really didn't want to split the room up between our guests. I didn't want anyone to feel left out if they weren't in our room. But then I also didn't want to have that traditional wedding that I could have back home. I really wanted to give them that Disney experience and really wanted California Grill. And so we let some of our guests, like just the immediate family, bring children. And so we were able to kind of split that up. And so we we put some family and friends with children in the other room. And then we just left immediate family in the Napa room with our best friends. And then everyone else was in Sonoma. And... It worked for us, and I think it worked for everyone. No one seemed to to mind, and we had told our guests, like, it's a really non-traditional wedding. We're not doing any speeches at dinner. We're not doing our first dance there. It's literally just we go there, we have dinner, we have wine, and, and we're out. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And then so did you do speeches or first dance or anything at Mexico Vista? 
We did our first dance at Mexico Vista. Unfortunately, we missed all our speeches. <laughs> One regret we have, but it just, the timeline for us didn't work. And I think it was fine. <laughs> Got it. How did you do the music for your first dance there? So we had a DJ at Epcot. So after fireworks, we were escorted to Soren for the ride mixin. And I guess during that time when we had the walk there, did the ride, came off, they had time to prep and, and get ready. And so when we came back, the DJ had already been set up, food and bar. And then we came in and DJ kind of introduced us, introduced our guests and then said, okay, we're going to make room for the first dance. And so we had our first dance right there at Mexico Vista. Oh, that's wonderful. Did you use outside vendors for any aspect of your event? We only use an outside vendor for a private shuttle to escort us from Whitehall to California Grill. And Mark just Googled and booked them for an hour's service. Who did you use? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> because, so we were originally going to take the monorail. And there were some concerns about that and, and the walking. So I think he booked maybe two days before we we left to Disney, like flew wow. out. And so I didn't even bother. I just said, okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you choose your officiant? So we chose Catherine Mundy based on her reviews. And when I initially spoke to her via Zoom back in 2020, there was an instant connection and she was so great during our ceremony. Everyone loved her and I couldn't recommend her more. She was so, so great. Huh. Did you add any other entertainment to your event, like characters or additional musicians at the ceremony? We had a violinist go between the Napa and Sonoma room during dinner time. And then at Epcot, we had uh, the DJ, and then we also had Mickey and Minnie attend for a dance party. <laughs> <laughs> did you pick special outfits for them? I did. I did the bride and groom. <laughs> oh, great. And then from the dance party or the dinner, do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? So for dinner, there was a few options. We chose the Pasadena menu, which consisted of a seven-course meal. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And honestly, the only complaint we received was that there was too much food. <laughs> <laughs> but it was unreal, like so, so good. There was beef empanadas, market salad, a pasta dish sorbet, seared ahai tuna, and then our main entree, and then three desserts. <laughs> For cocktail hour, we did chicken saute with peanut sauce. We did the Mickey chicken and waffles, which were a hit. And we also did the macaroni and cheese action station, which was also a big hit. And for midnight buffet, we chose the mini cheeseburger sliders, with fries, the churros, and Mickey pretzels with cheese, which were also a hit. They were all gone. <laughs> uh, and we decided actually not to go with a cake. It's priced really high, and that's one area where I didn't really care for on splurging. And we don't have regrets. We just feel like the California Grill menu came with three desserts on its own. And honestly, I felt like it would have been a waste if we would have had cake. So I'm glad we didn't do that splurge. Got it. Okay. Did you add any other events around your day, like a welcome party or a farewell party? 
no welcome party. We chose kind of to hold our after party at Epcot so that we could see the fireworks and do the ride mix in all in one day so that everybody could attend. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Yeah. We started makeup and hair at 7.30 a.m. We had my mom, my sister, my niece, my sisters and mother-in-law and cousin get ready with me. I have no idea how we were behind on schedule, but we were supposed to meet my coordinator at 1.30 for photos. I didn't get there until about 2 p.m. <laughs> and the carriage was scheduled to arrive at 2.10 for pickup. So the planners were kind of getting frantic and they were asking Mark, how do we get a hold of her? She's not picking up her phone. Do you know anybody else? <laughs> So they were, then he started getting nervous, but finally showed up. Everything was fine. So we got there and then made our way over to the pavilion. Our ceremony started at 2.30. I think we were a little bit late as well. I think it lasted about 20, 25 minutes. And then after our staged pedal toss exit, Mark, our immediate families, and I stayed for portraits at the pavilion while our guests were transported to Whitehall room for cocktail hour. Cocktail hour was then scheduled from 3.30 to 4.30. But we were also there a little longer and delayed <laughs> to go to our reception because there had been an accident on the road towards us. So the chartered bus that we had hired was delayed. Mm. So Disney actually stepped in and decided to give us one of their buses free of charge so that they could begin to transport our guests to dinner because we were really off on time. Hmm. And then our dinner reception was scheduled from 5 to 8. And although we were late, we didn't feel rushed at all for food. Like everything flowed great. Then our Disney shuttles picked us up from California Grill at 8 to head over to Epcot where we had a clear security. Then I believe we got to Mexico Pavilion at about 9 p.m., Fireworks then began at 9.30, and then we were escorted to Soren right after that. After the ride, we got back to Mexico at around 11 p.m. So we had to kind of rush our first dance as Mickey and Minnie had been scheduled to appear from 11 to 11.30, and then followed by our midnight buffet. So the DJ started the moment that we got back. And then the shuttles were able to leave every hour on the hour to bring our guests back to the resorts. So most of, the majority of our guests left at about 1 a.m. And then a few stayed with us until 2 a.m. Wow. Okay. It was a long day. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Definitely food, drinks, and entertainment. We really wanted to give our guests the full experience, like Disney experience, because most of them had never been. Um, so I wanted to show them why I love it so much and also really wanted to give them a VIP experience. And so that's why we chose uh, California Grill so that they could eat at one of, if not the best restaurants on property. I wanted to give them a VIP viewing of fireworks and then do a ride as well. And also the meet and greet from Mickey and Minnie was also important. Hmm. And then were there aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? 
Yes, definitely floral and decor. I mean, if I was allowed, I would have definitely went crazy. But when we were looking at the budget and cutting down, uh, this was one area where we didn't really focus too much on. I think we, we upgraded our chairs at California Grill as well as linens, but overall we kept it pretty minimal. We actually used our florals from our ceremony to be transported and used at our reception dinner. So that worked out great. Oh, great. Okay. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Ooh, so aside from walking down the aisle and seeing (laughs) Mark and marrying him, it was definitely the carriage. It's something I'd always dreamt of. And so getting on it with my mom in the morning was one of the most special moments I've shared with her. And then having our loved ones watch Mark and I stroll away on the carriage married was a surreal experience. And just having that moment alone with Mark from the chapel to Whitehall room was very special. Just some moments between us and kind of like breathe and and take it all in. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I don't think anything went terribly wrong. Um, I think just the the bus being delayed to bring us over to California Grill. Also, I think our planner could have kind of better communicated the timeline for Epcot. So we had paid for open bar from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., but fireworks were at 9.30. So by the time we left to go on the ride and come back, uh, we didn't get back until about 11 p.m. So we lost an hour there which we've been reimbursed for. So that's great. But we then asked if we could extend to 1am. But we were told under Disney law that they can't serve alcohol past 1am. So I think having known that we probably would have opened the bar at 9pm when we first arrived. Another interesting thing on our menu for California Grill, they had given us options and there is an add-on for lobster and so we had asked our guests to let us know whether they wanted lobster or not for dinner and then (laughs) we got an email saying that there was a shortage and that they wouldn't be able to provide us that (laughs) Hmm. we're like okay interesting good to know (laughs) Hmm. um but aside from that I think everything went smoothly even despite the delays that we had That's great to hear. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be a big deal? I stressed a lot about like all the walking that we'd have to do from point A to point B at Epcot. Um, Also weather, but we had communicated numerous times with our guests and, and told them like bring a pair of comfortable shoes you can leave anything uh, any of your belongings on the on the shuttle buses bring something warm like a light jacket or a shawl um, just in case temperatures drop because they tend to in December that kind of stressed me out but once we got there I think most people kind of had an idea and so they were well prepared and whoever was on the dance floor like the the weather was was great no one was cold and it all worked out That's wonderful. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Probably just the open bar part at Epcot. Some of our friends are pretty (laughs) 
big partiers and drinkers. So if we had that extra time to have had that bar open during that time, that would have been great. It's something I definitely, we definitely would have changed. Okay, got it. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I think my advice is to just live in the moment, put your phones away and be present. Uh, Take a moment to take it all in. I was told a day goes by so, so fast and does it ever. (laughs) And lastly, just remember that that the day is about you and your partner and nobody else. Uh, So don't stress about the the little things and enjoy every second because it's going to be wonderful. That's great advice. Well, Veronica, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much, Carrie. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>